Hello, and welcome to Pokedex Pathfinders, where we explore the Pokedex at a leisurely pace. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. On today's episode, we talk about numbers 63, 64, and 65, the Abra family. And we discuss Mega Alakazam on an all-new segment, Viva La Evolution. Let's get to it. Starting us off, number 63, the Psy Pokemon. I'm going to stop right there because you know I love to start having my interjections really early on. Uh, or you're, you're going to blow this all apart right now. No, I just have a really terrible pun to make. Honestly, it like has nothing to do with Abra. I'm just really sad at this point that they haven't done a regional version of Abra or like the whole family that is psychic and fighting type because then it could be the Psy kick Pokemon. God damn it. <laughs> yes, I suppose they could do that. <laughs> we made it really far this episode. Oh man, I was gonna say if you want, if you want uh, forced puns, though, you've come to the right place because this Pokemon is stacked with all kinds of bad puns. So, uh, also, I would like to propose, since I love to uh, uh, throw out alternate names or designations for the pokes, um, this one should be the annoying as shit Pokemon. <laughs> Oh, because it's always running away the second the second chance it gets? Yeah, we'll get there. So it is psychic type, and hey, we have a brand new type. This is our first oh, psychic really? type. I didn't poke. even realize that. We've had so many yep. hidden psychic that I guess this is the first uh, real psychic Pokemon. Yeah, we've had so many accidental psychic pokes, and now they're like actually trying to be and designed to be that way. Well, this thing really tries to claim that it is the psychic Pokemon, like the premier psychic Pokemon. I mean, it's not be far honest, off, but... I have a hard time arguing with that. No, I, I agree. I mean, this is an incredible Pokemon. It's definitely high up there for me, but I will, I'm will. i definitely getting way ahead of myself yeah, let, on let, that let, whoa, Easy there. Oh, whoa, easy whoa. there. Let's, let's you save did mention, that though, that you wanted it to have a different name. Do you know what the name was way back in the beta? Uh, I do, but I'm going to act surprised when you tell me. <laughs> Well now, now I don't even know if I'm if I'm right or not with all the with all this buildup. Well, I think it's Hocus. I'm pretty sure that that it's Hocus. I know you don't watch a lot of uh, Arrested Development, but any extremely psychic Pokemon, I immediately think of Job. Let's get into some bio info. We are really getting away from the world of animals and into the unknown, and I feel like. This is our first big shift. That is for sure. This family has a lot of resemblances to different animals. And, and we're going to come back to this concept a lot because, I mean, it's... I don't want to yeah, get too we, much away for... We finally notes, get but, one where it's more just kind of hinting at animals, but the animals are completely yes. on the back burner for the true aesthetic of this Pokemon. Okay, I'd like to just throw out like an idea I had uh, in reflecting on these designs. There is no part of these three pokes that you couldn't find on an animal in the real world, but the way that they put them all together makes it just so alien. Even before you start getting into the lore, just looking at all of those combinations of like, it has some goat, it has some fox, it has some cat, it has some more... Yeah, it's, it's very like alien, primate. very monster. We are fully in the supernatural element now. We are no longer world building. We are now at the point where the Pokemon in the world 
are monstrous. That's just where we are now. I agree, but with the slight caveat of they're monsters, but every it's like monsters made up of things we know. Like a Frankenstein. No, you, you can kind of pull apart. If you really think about it, you can figure out what animals is it's based off of. But just me looking at this, nothing truly jumps out. Now, when I read that it's partially goat, partially fox because of their magical qualities in folklore, it makes sense. But I just got that this is just, it's maybe mammal. It's, you know, maybe kangaroo. It's something. I mean, there's something there. That's just it. Like, you, you're you looking at it thinking about other real world animals, but when you put them all together, it's something so otherworldly. And again, the it's kind of like of, uh, it's kind of like Nidoran in that way. It's the first one to, to remind me of you. that. <laughs> I think this does in, in it theory. a lot better than Nidoran, but we'll we'll come back to that. So it, it's not as uh, garish, I will say. It, it's a lot more Ooh. clean of a design. <laughs> so the red and blue Pokedex. Using its ability to read minds, it will identify impending danger and teleport to safety. There is a lot to unpack here. This is like the crux of this poke and this family, especially also, for Abra. Oh, I know, because made me really mad in every game I've seen it. The Up only real Arceus, game. it makes me mad. <laughs> this was one of the hardest. It, it's not even hard <laughs> to catch. Still making me it's mad. just so obnoxious and like diff it, not difficult just annoying yeah there's one sidekick that's more makes me more angry in arceus but i won't i'll wait till we get there also all of the old games there's nothing where you can't do any moves you just have to immediately pelt it with balls and hope that they stick yeah you have to throw a ball and hope for the best that's all you can that's do that's like the only I, I only have like one or two other notes when we get into game data but like that's it it's just annoying as shit yeah you just had to hope for the other one that shows up later that's it. And there was a very slim chance it would show up. So so are we just establishing straight up at this point that Pokemon have the ability to read minds and understand what humans are thinking? I mean, they. I guess they really try to hammer home that this is smart. But you've got a point that just because something can read your mind doesn't mean it knows what to do with that information. Okay, that's fair. Or are they just super confused? Like, they don't have human intelligence, but they're like, uh, It's like, what? I know what this guy is thinking, but I don't know what it means. To be fair, as they get progress into further evolutions, there aren't a lot of Pokedex references to it being able to read minds, just being super smart and never forgetting anything. Yeah, at the very least, it's very smart, so I will assume that it, it can do something with this knowledge that it's getting of people. But, like, okay... Nine Tails was kind of making vague references to the ability to read minds. This one's just straight up like, dude, it knows what you're thinking. Mm. Oh, it can. And which, like, this is the more that you look into this again. This is one of those fun things about Pokédex where you're like, sweep it under the rug, don't think about it. But like, if these things were true in that universe, it would be extremely bizarre and awkward to be like fight for me thing that can read my mind. Yeah, I mean, we're just starting to get into the morality of it all, but that does lead me to my next part about the biology. I want to I want to I want to say one or two more things about that first red and blue entry. One thing that I really wanted to point out real quick though was it was talking about being able to teleport away. Yes. And like this is the first poke that we've talked about where We've had pokes that can run and swim and do like these crazy high speeds and everything, but we are talking about pokes not only reading minds, but now they are teleporting and like breaking the laws of physics. Yeah. And so is it using portals? Like, what is it? Is it messing with space time? 
how exactly is it getting out of there? Yeah. And like, is there a way to use this technology? This is the first thing we're getting so away from the regular, like real world, both in terms of design but also like it's reading minds and teleporting around we are like fully into fantasy realm at this point look psychic and dark arts wizardry whatever is always one of my favorite elements of fantasy for this reason because it's so unknown and the first time that you experience it you are like what the hell is going on i mean if you put your mind in you know into the actual character walking around and you've seen fine birds rats snakes yeah, like we've the scariest thing we've probably seen so far are things that breathe fire, but nothing that messes with your mind. Except for maybe the nine tails a little bit, but that was more like you're not running into those as much. These things are just like tiny things floating around like in a, in a local park. Yeah, these things are commonplace and they're able to do that. Last note I have about that uh, Pokedex entries uh, real quick. Somebody please uh, do a, uh, a remake of the movie Minority Report. I'm thinking... Poke Minority Report, uh, where Officer <laughs> Jenny Minority Report, <laughs> where I, I'm thinking Officer Jenny pairs up with an Abra to uh, predict and stop crimes. Just throwing that out there, if anybody wants to take that, <laughs> stop the crimes before they happen. <laughs> if, if it knows what to do with the information, uh, wait, can the I at least out. tell Officer Jenny? It can just be like, hey, <laughs> Officer Jenny, it, it think this, it thinks this. I have no idea what it means, but you do with it what you will. <laughs> so. What were you, you going to share with me for uh, for the bio info? I mean, we, we talked about how, you know, sure, it has some animal qualities, but this is our first that kind of has to do with almost being based off of something that is very specifically human or even being based off of a job. I mean, this is based off of psychics and not psychic the type, but psychics as in like people who would read minds, predict the future, crystal balls, the whole thing. Are we counting that as a job? I mean, it was certainly a job at one point. You could definitely make a living off of swindling people with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I guess technically running a Ponzi scheme, too, would also be considered a job, so why not? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, to jump ahead a bit on this, and we will see this throughout all of these, is that its Japanese name, Casey, is just a straight-up reference to a guy named Edgar. It's either Case or Casey, I don't know how you'd actually say it, Uh, but he is just a psychic from the 1800s. I do think that you could probably, you know, make some money in the 1800s just saying, oh, I'm a magic man. I have, I know that they, that this is supposed to be a humanoid poke. I kind of have a hard time accepting it as humanoid. Like, it seems no more humanoid to me almost than, like you said, any of the Nitto king or Nitto queen kind of style. Well, that's why I said we're, we're only kind of like, getting there. It's only half and half, but it's definitely, they want us to start thinking about something that only people can do, at the very least. I mean, we're imprinting it onto an animal. The idea of being psychic at least comes from people. I mean, I guess you could say the same for fighting types. That's an interesting aspect, though, like, idea of, okay, it's more humanoid in terms of, like, behavior than actual physiology. Yeah, it was hard to describe that it's, yeah, exactly, it's, it doesn't look like a person, like how we'll see uh, later, but it's, it's other than that mustache. the idea, it's, well, yeah, other than the mustache, but it's vaguely, it's, it's reminiscent of a human somehow. What if, like, foxes just had, like, giant handlebar mustaches i mean they'd be really badass if nothing else (laughs) last thing i have for biology abra just kind of seems like a mini snorlax with 
mind control. It sleeps a lot, <laughs> and it, like, I don't know, it has the same kind of, it's vaguely humanoid, and it's sleepy. It's like, if this thing went a different way in life, it could evolve into a, uh, a Snorlax. It's a little sleepy guy. I mean, I could definitely see <laughs> it going that way. If this, this could easily be kind of retooled, reshaped into the baby form of Snorlax. What else do you have for bio before we uh, talk about a little bit of game data? I just thought it was interesting that it's mentioned that this lives in urban areas because it just goes back to this idea of wanting to kind of project this as humanoid, human reminiscent. You know, they want you to think of these kind of existing. I thought of it more as like maybe being in the park because I don't see this yeah, as living fair. in like cities. That That's our test going forward. How terrified would you be of this poke running into it by yourself at night? <laughs> oh, could you take it in a fight? Uh, well, this one, I mean, <laughs> no, these not are two, even taking just like running into it in, in general. These I could take as we go down. Maybe not. I could punch an Abra. Actually, now nah, I guess it would tell it would teleport too fast. I would I was try gonna say, to say it's going to know that you're coming, and it's also going to know how to stop crimes in the city. That's why it lives there. Oh, so it's going a little uh, vigilante justice. That's why it's there. <laughs> yeah, with Officer Jenny. That's what I'm telling you. Poke a minority report. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some game data. Um, we already talked about the biggest thing of this poke. Uh, it is absurdly annoying. Once you catch it, it is completely useless. The only move that this poke can ever learn across all generations is one move, and that is teleport. Yeah, that's all you need. Apparently, I mean, to be fair, if I could just teleport away from any sort of conflict or anything like that to any random space, that would be all I would need. Yeah, I mean, if you could speak to your aberrant, it would be like, well, yeah, I don't want to fight. And then that raises the moral dilemma over again. Yeah, how... Okay, so how are you going to, like, toss this thing out and be like... Abra, go! Oh my! Oh, it's it's gone forever. Hey, it has a high special attack and a high speed stat. It can't use them, but it does have them. <laughs> it, a, it has. That's the problem with it having such high speed is it'll go fast and then you can't catch it. You gotta go fast. Level this thing out. I mean, I'm meaning like in universe though. Me, I'm in universe and I have an Abra. I don't want to toss that thing out because it's just going to be like, oh god, and no, it's just it's just leaving the second you no. put it out. It's leaving. <laughs> yeah. You can have an Abra until you take it out of the Pokeball, and then you pretty much no longer have an Abra. It just teleports right back in. The sprite. I want to save a lot of the talk about stats and weaknesses and like game usage for Alakazam because like none of it matters for Abra. Yeah, it doesn't matter yet. But I do just want to say real quick, uh, the red and green sprite looks really alien. I know you mentioned that alien look uh, Yeah, it was earlier. very strange to start, and then they all kind of start looking a little samey, but those original sprites, yeah, they, they look odd, and it's got that long tail. I will say this whole family, the red and blue sprites are like, they haven't really changed no they haven't yeah they haven't done much to this one it's kind of stayed how they wanted it to be i don't want to say they're spot on because every red and blue sprite is spot on it's the drawings oh, like after the, it that are <laughs> the red the red and blue look weird it looks weird it can't look weird that's what it looked like that's the correct one all of the oh, art man. that doesn't match it after that is what's weird no yellow was kind of the retcon the corrections any other points you want to talk about for uh, Abra? Any uh, uh, info for, so, or I'm sorry, appearances within the anime either? Just a couple of quick shots. So obviously, if you played Arceus, Captain Selene has one, and she uses it for various tasks, including something at the end that I will not say. I mean, hopefully you've played it by now. 
But I was going to say, it's been a few months. I feel like we could start to put out some... I won't uh, be the one to do it, but... All right, that's fair. That's fair. She has an abra. I'll say that. Uh, otherwise, in the anime, just as you said, it really doesn't do much, but Sabrina has one in her debut episode, and she uses her psychic powers to make it evolve during the battle. So, there you go. That's really creepy. Very creepy. She forces it, and, who, and how? How did she force it to evolve? Did she level it like- up by force of will if i'm like holding an abra and it teleports do i go with it no a similar line of question and i've i've asked a <laughs> i've asked this before big. have you ever seen an abra with its eyes open no they're so sleepy <laughs> <laughs> i mean it now, says now in I the pokedex it only now i want to find one like how we saw the gold duck with the uh not the gold duck the gold bat <laughs> the gold bat the closed <laughs> mouth i want to see gold a bean. surprise <laughs> Goldbean, I want to see a surprised Abra. <laughs> well, anything else you want to talk about for Abra before we uh, mention some cards? Nah, I mean, I got some stuff to say about psychic types, but you're right. It can't attack yet, so... Yeah, I figured we'd save a lot of that game stuff more for Alakazam, because uh, <laughs> this... it has some crazy game stuff. <sighs> this thing's just way. teleporting away anyway. <laughs> we'll see you. All right, cards. Uh, Expedition. It's my first one. It is super trippy, and I like it because I think it's the only poke. It's the only artwork for this poke that really plays on the like ridiculousness and the kind of creepy element to yeah, it. Yeah, we're almost all the other mid, ones. That, we're almost mid teleport in this image. Yes, this poke is creepy, and it's reading your mind and blurring away into a different dimension. I don't want the artwork of it sleeping. No, this thing is strange. Damn, if expedition isn't. Expedition and Aquapola seem to be becoming our favorite sets that we didn't play. Last card I have for it, uh, Mysterious Treasures. The move, just for the move, because it's going to, we're going to come back to it, uh, but a, a quick tease. Ultra Evolution, search your deck for an Alakazam and put it onto Abra. This is a really cool oh, yeah. mechanic, and there is a reason for it. Foreshadowing, a Chekhov's gun, if you will, if I'm using the the term correctly you also used it last episode too so there's a lot of guns sitting around in my room right now there there always are there's (laughs) so many checkoff guns that get these episodes banned he's heavily armed (laughs) i also had mysterious treasures for the same reason but also just the fun laser background and we're just going to get to see that a lot with this crew wait lasers or guns no no the background of the abra no guns only fun lasers out of the back, like a like some kind of laser machine. Would an Abra use a laser or a gun? I could use a laser gun. Well, that's what I mean. Like, would it be like a standard projector? I mean, this thing clearly has access to different dimensions. I think the lasers would come out of away. its hands. Oh, you're saying it could teleport to an alien dimension, grab a oh, gun, come back. Maybe that's what the eyes do, and that's why they have to be closed all the time. He's just shooting lasers out of his eyes. Jim Challenge, Sabrina's Abra, gotta do it. Because this continues our trend of just kind of like nature almost impressionist painting but with a poke in it for no reason yeah i do like those it it you sleep i'm always though, like so. i'm all i know i really like the trippy one i kind of wish that they just like i love the style artwork of the gym ones but i'm like be more wacky we love the wacky ones i used to hate them but like i've completely come We've around and like how dumb it's the art 25 be. years of making cards they can't all just be sitting there on a fabulous 80s like, <laughs> They're like we're trying to background. entertain you okay <laughs> number 64 Kadabra. uh this is the uh the side pokemon shocking did not get a regional form of psychic fighting 
<laughs> Why wouldn't they just give it a move called Psychic at the very least? All right, I'm writing Pokemon as we speak. Dear Pokemon, a, a tersely worded letter. <laughs> How dare you? Kadabra we'll evolves at level 16. It is also Psychic type. Yeah, let's get into some bio info. Same well, thing. This is a great transition. I get confused by the big bushy tail. I don't know the point, the deal, but it does add us some kind of middle Evo flavor. And I like that it kind of gets that and then it loses it too. Like, it's a good way to differentiate. This one is our happy middle ground between going way too wackadoo overboard as we change. There's a really reasonable yeah, uh, shift between something. all three of them. Polly had that, like, huge jump and then nothing. This one is a very, like... 50% of changes occur during stage one, and then the 50% Yeah, they gave us will, something. Yeah. Because, uh, so what's the deal with, with <laughs> what's the deal with? No, with Are you going to talk about the spoon? <laughs> no, not not yet. The, uh, okay. No, I was still thinking about this tail. It's, I don't even know if there's a word for it, but it just reminds me of how, you know, you start out with baby teeth and then your adult teeth come in, and it's like this grows the tail and then just loses the tail. It, it just gives me the same vibe. Well, it's like what dogs do, right? They gain a tail and lose a tail. Yeah, did that not happen to your dog? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody for the reference but oh, yes. my dog is fine her her tail is still attached i don't want anybody uh thinking i like well because she's in her middle evolution yeah that's a good point uh, she's got easily <laughs> another 30 years so gigantic bushy tail <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a nice little squirrel tail though on the cadabra i like it i mean i mean all right that's it, true yeah it's like a squirrel tail where does it attach to its ass is it though it like, i don't know half the time it kind of looks like it's just coming out like the middle of its back i mean i guess that's where a tail would be like you know the end of your spine is kind of where it goes, but no, it was just yeah, be right, like in the right above of, its butt. No, right in the middle of the ass for me. I don't know. Sometimes when it's standing, the depiction doesn't look like a tail. It looks like it's just like dragging around like a nice bean bag behind it. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a vestigial bean bag. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like a psychic bean bag. I don't know. There, There's honestly just a lot going on with Cadabra. Cadabra is somehow the most like complex looking of all of them. But that's what middle evolution give, give you us that one. sometimes. I'll give you that one. It definitely, like, there's a lot going on, and a lot of those elements, like, just completely go away by the time it turns out. Like, yeah, like, we're just going to lose. We're, we've gained them just to lose them later. What are we talking about first? Are we talking about the spoon, or are we talking about the symbols? Well, let's go, I guess let's go symbols first, because I only have a very brief thing to say about it. Oh, please and it's go just ahead. that the symbols just are Zener cards, which I had to look these up because I remember these. I think it was from Men Who Stare at Goats. It's one of those movies about testing psychic abilities. These are just from uh, experiments that were done in the 1930s. They would basically have these cards with five different symbols. They would keep them hidden from a person who might be psychic and try to have them say, what is the symbol on the card? And so these are two of the symbols from the cards. Do you know what the other symbols were? Yeah, so they are a circle cross or an x uh wavy lines which we see on there a square and a star is this like the scene from episode one where uh mace windu holds up the like little screen thing and anakin has to guess like it's a teacup <laughs> that it's is a exact- starship yes that's exactly what it is he was getting the space age Zener card uh and thing i also feel like i'm being tested in that moment going like why the hell am i still watching this <laughs> the star wars prequels are their own uh, Zener cards. <laughs> <laughs> they are, however, not the SS symbol. No. So, oh, you want to go straight to the controversy. I do. This was a weird one because, well, first of all, 
looking at the cards, I'm like, why are there no Kadabra cards? And then I remembered why. An Israeli magician named Yuri Geller believed that this was a stereotypical anti-Semitic depiction of him. In several different ways, he kind of, it, it's weird to say because it's like it was a lawsuit, but it wasn't. So I think he, Pokemon just kind of backed out before it became a, a, a larger litigation. Well, so also he sued them for 60 million pounds, which is 75 million dollars. I mean, come on, who would have Chump thought change. that they were going to be receiving that much money? Now, he said that it's a parody of him because he does spoon bending tricks. To be fair, I fully think that this Pokemon is a reference to him and his spoon bending. I do. Also, his ja- the Japanese name, Youngerer, is potentially just a corruption of his name, Yuri Geller. That's the part that seems to really like give it away with that. No, and I, I do think that it's referencing him, but I just think that that's where it ends. So he believed it was anti-Semitic for a couple different reasons. Um, the mustache, which I, I don't see it because it's just a mustache. And later on, we'll say, you know, kind of where that reference comes from. But also he said that it was, yeah, the SS symbol on the abdomen, an occult symbol of the star on its forehead, but... Like we just saw, these are the Zener cards. Yeah, I also... Was he making the claim about that being, like, the SS symbol? Or was that uh, someone else? It's hard to say. Because that'd be really hard to make a claim that somebody is making, like, an anti-Semitic depiction and then putting, like, Nazi symbolism on it. It's, it's a very conflated argument, and, and that's why I don't want to say exactly what he said because I'm just reading kind of what people said was the issue but essentially all that he claimed was that it is a stereotypical depiction of him that essentially references the occult and he just doesn't like the occult being associated with magic you know since he does magic there has not been uh, we will have a hard time talking about cards for this poke there has not been a cadabra card since 2003 because of this litigation however Recently, I think he did say that he would allow them to print Kadabra cards again. He did. So he actually backed off this in a tweet. I read it. It was in 2020. So I think he was probably just bored in pandemic. Uh, And he put out a tweet just saying something along the lines of, I am dropping this. I want kids to be able to enjoy Kadabra. And he even said, please send me Kadabra cards and I'll start a Kadabra collection of my own. Couldn't have been that upset about it. I don't mean to be like too cynical here, but like. In the middle of 2020, was this dude, like, looking for some relevance? Because that was the first time I'd ever heard about that. Well, exactly. That's that's the only thing that I can even think of, is that like, he, he wanted somebody to kind of remember who he was, basically. Like, do you drop it because you know, like, okay, maybe this isn't going anywhere, and suddenly in the middle of 2020, I can be the, the Kadabra guy when... <laughs> I mean, especially given how much... Pokemon is blowing up through like late 2020. You can drop the suit, but you can't then also be like, I actually love Kadabra. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm buddy. also going right. to be a, a one of 8 million Pokey YouTubers after this, too. I don't know. All I'll say is that I always thought that Kadabra was really, really cool. Never thought anything odd about it. And we will definitely see some that push the envelope uh, probably coming up soon that certainly look pretty stereotypically terrible, but I wouldn't yeah. say that this one does. So I, I have a couple more things I wanted to talk about for Bio. Uh, again, this one, I don't really have any game 
data because really I just rather save most of that for Alakazam. I do have a quick game piece to say, and that is yeah, in because I don't know if this was even true in red or blue, but I just know that in yellow there was areas where this was like the rare grass find. You know how like some of them have a fifty percent chance of showing in the yeah, grass. Yeah, a lot of them so are, this one have had like, like either the one or the five. Yeah, so this one had like a five percent chance in the grass. So I remember because I couldn't catch that, that damn abra, I would spend all my time circling and did eventually catch a cadabra. So I did have a cadabra on my team at one point. All right, let's talk about the spoon. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. So this spoon is like like made of biological material and is part of that animal, right? Like we can just agree to that at this point. Now, first of all, <laughs> I, I will agree to that, but my only are, reason for are saying these the that beginnings is... of steel type cells. Are we starting to kind of see evidence of oh steel my god, type? oh my god, <laughs> yes, this is the great. I don't, I don't care about anything else. I'm willing to say anymore. yes, it I is only... biological. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, I am fully on board for this. So. Is it using psychic energy in that case to create steel cells or manifest them as steel cells? Or is it creating psychic cells that are uh, looking like a spoon? Yeah, I think it's psychic cells that are taking on kind of an impossible meat uh, type. What's the word? It, it's an, an artificial version of steel cells. It's just kind of looking like and acting like steel cells but really it's psychic cells so yeah it's like the impossible burger of spoons yes exactly and he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth so uh. <laughs> <laughs> so also this poet it, it's hard to like so much to talk about for the bio for this it emits special alpha waves from its body that induce headaches and make clocks run backwards i looked up alpha waves because i was like oh here we go some i was gonna pseudos. say that sounds like some pokey science there yeah no it's real they are an actual brainwave recorded in the occipital lobe. And that's about all the detail I can give you because, my God, I like was completely lost. Trying, I was all like, right, well, that's I'm going to probably... read through the Wikipedia page and try to like give a good synopsis. And I was like, what? I mean, it has as to far do... as they got to, at least they named a real thing. It, it, it has a lot to do. And I want to come back to this towards the end uh, as we talk about the family. It's tied in with the occipital lobe and it has to do with drowsiness and levels of alertness and there's times when you're sleeping where it is not given off anymore and it like depending on your wake state it can be emitted differently okay more importantly if we have a listener who's like a brain specialist or a neurosurgeon or <laughs> some kind of brain man yeah if, if you brain really good uh <laughs> please let us know and Whoa. we'll have you on for like hypno or something if you uh, yeah if you give good brain that's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I meant. The final thing I wanted to bring up for Cadabra, uh, the Sun Pokedex entry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I knew that this was going to come up. We got to talk about this one because it gets referenced again in Arceus. A theory exists that this poke. I'm, I'm reading this verbatim before anybody thinks I oh, talk yeah. like a psycho. <laughs> a this is theory off the cuff. An off-the-cuff summary. <laughs> I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but uh, a theory exists that this Pokemon was a young boy who couldn't control his psychic powers and ended up transformed into this Pokemon. At first, or, I was like... All right, Pokemon gonna... InfoWars, like, calm down. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> At first, I was like, I'm going to attribute this one to It's Alola. I know that they like to do a little more cultural references to, like, Southern Pacific Island cultures and cool. And then Arceus happened. 
And it basically and like, says yep. the same thing in the Arceus Pokedex. And I'm like, oh, my God, they could have been around at that time. It could have been the inception of that poke happening. They did, they know, happen. did they know the little boy who wandered off? But then so no. is every like how does one child wandering off and being too smart or whatever turn into an entire species of animal? I think this almost even brings us all the way back to folk tales. I think they even somehow are referencing this where, you know how uh, ancient cultures will kind of describe natural events, but say it was an act of the gods, okay? Right. And it usually has some sort of real world explanation, but they didn't have the science for it yet. Maybe this is kind of a reference to that where Kadabra kind of looks like a person, so maybe from far away, people thought it was a person. Like that, uh, what is it, like the mandrake root, saying it looks like a guy. Yeah. Maybe it's something like that. I'm cool with that until the same Pokedex is also talking about the alpha waves of the brain, and I'm like, okay, we got to pick one or the other here. Are we going to go, <laughs> this thing is controlling the alpha waves, and we're doing some serious science and getting into the occipital load of lobe of the human brain, and it's controlling <laughs> things that way, or is it like, some weird smart kid wandered off into the woods and suddenly we got a bunch of these cadavers all over Kadabra. the place. Look, we all know that if something bad happens to a kid in Pokemon, he becomes a ghost Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a ghost. He just turned into like a weird goat alien. That's how we know it's not real. All right, sold. Anything else you <laughs> well, want to talk about for Kadabra? <laughs> he is wearing a shirt, though, so you never know. Oh, my God. The child wandered <laughs> off wearing a burlap sack. <laughs> Makes sense. No, in history, they dress really nice. So they have like paisley kimonos. So <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to talk about for Kadabra? No, I mean, this thing, I feel like you could go on about this thing forever and ever. But this yeah, is, I was going to say, is there anything else you don't want to say about Kadabra? <laughs> All I know is that this is one of our prime examples of a middle stage evolution. This has given you what you need, including kind of like a touch of awkward. It looks just a little bit weird which is what I want out of the middle evolution. It's like they're always like a little bit of a teenager. Yeah. I don't have any cards. Do you have any cards you want to talk about for Kadabra? Well, I was going to say there pretty much are no cards. Oh, I do want to backtrack real quick. So Sabrina does have, I forgot to no, finish about. No, no, we're backtracking. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Abra became a Kadabra. All I have to really say about it is that it beats the crap out of Pikachu. Ash forfeits. And next episode, he has to regroup. As it should. The Sabrina's Kadabra is cool because... We get lasers again. That's kind of something. Okay. I guess they're waves, but, you know, we get something. Finally, number 65, Alakazam, the big man on campus. It is the Psy Pokemon again. It is Psy Kick type. Nice. And it evolves when traded, which is, except for... <laughs> which is why I never saw Arceus. it until Arceus. Yeah, I bet a lot of people, myself included... In several games growing up, never had an Alakazam. They just stopped at Kadabra. Yeah, I never saw it. I mean, unfortunately, even if I knew people with a link cable, I mean, how are you going to coordinate link trading as a child? It was hard enough, like, figuring out it out on the Wi-Fi. Like, you'd have to have your Game Boy with you. You'd have to have the link cord. You have to know how to use it and know where to go in the game. None of my, what, eight-year-old friends or self could figure that out. May I make a strong recommendation uh, for people stuck in that scenario? Uh, a, uh, an older brother. <laughs> Boo. Just get one of those. Boo. <laughs> I did not have that. And I probably we, had, we had a We had a strategy guide, and I definitely remember 
uh, trading uh, pokes back and forth as a kid. I mean, I probably also had maximum like one friend with a linking cable or even in general. So I feel like I knew more people that had ridiculous magnifying glass and spotlights sticking yes. out of the top of it than actually had, you know, the useful link cable. Oh, definitely. I mean, th- this was not it was not top of the list unless you really knew you were getting Pokemon and trading with people. We're talking about the game. Let's start off with the game data. We'll we'll mix it up for this guy uh, because we've been holding off on game data this whole time. Yes. And we're already kind of discussing it. This thing is I'm going to speak more so to early game here than late game because uh, we're one step removed from Gen 1ers. Um, this thing was a powerhouse. Absolute powerhouse. And it was that for multiple different reasons. I mean, clearly the number one reason is the stats. I mean, mm-hmm. it has absolutely insane special attack. A bit of a glass cannon at this point, but the bulk was fine for back then. This like isn't the so the overall stat number is only I, I think it was like 490 and it upped to 500. At yeah, some point. It's not like a crazy it over time. It's not even that crazy of a overall stat. It had that advantage that eventually became really popular in competitive battles where it just focused all of its stats into like one or two key areas and that would be special attack and speed no just a pure special attacker and then it could attack first and blast but it's hard to call this thing a glass cannon it's like a glass icbm like (laughs) it's so powerful and it's so fast that like the defensive properties of it barely mattered and i know it's 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 not it's not getting to that point uh especially in gen one yeah where also uh fun like this was a basically a, a glitch of Gen 1 in that special was one thing. So it had a crazy high special stat, which means it had equally high special attack and special defense. Yes. And not only that, but Psychic was just absolutely overblown in Gen 1 uh, for a few reasons that people probably know at this point. Bug attacks were really the only ones that would work on Psychic. But bug attacks did, were not good in this game. You couldn't use them, and none of nothing had stab bonuses that could use a bug attack at this point. I think it was Jolteon that got to use pin, pin missile. missile. Yep. The the three Gen 1 uh, bug attacks, pin missile, twin needle, and leech life. And leech life was garbage in Gen 1 and didn't get a boost till later. And the only ghost move didn't work on them. And besides, the only ghost type was also poison type so it was getting slapped either way well ghost was zero effectiveness against psychic in gen one yeah so and work. dark so th- this is dark what led didn't us even to, exist that's what i was gonna say this led us to uh dark type the addition of types in general uh, uh, we've talked before that dark type and uh, is basically the original patch Alakazam is like the original yeah, steel nerfed uh, it's like the original nerf yeah this uh yeah Alakazam was the the reason that this game needed a patch essentially it, it was basically broken it was i mean it it nothing stacked up to it and then so also uh just with the game data this is considered kind of the foil to machamp uh basically just because they're both trade evolutions and one is special attack focused one is physical attack focused i will not go too hard on it because we've got that coming up but basically they are opposites of each other i i get it they're kind of supposed to be they're also both, I know this has nothing to do with the game data, but they're, both of them are 75% male. 
I didn't know that. It's both just dude stuff, you know. Last thing I have for the game data for this. Your rival in red and blue had an Alakazam in Gen 1. My God, it was like Woof. the most terrifying thing. Because there was nothing strong against it. Everything else you could like think up something. I mean, you had kind of the basic stuff for it. But that thing, you were on your own. Yikes. Let's get into some bio info. Its brain can outperform a supercomputer, according to the red and blue Pokedex. And I just like to say, are we talking like a 90s computer? Like, yeah, how does this I was going to say, I mean, it's because you had a home computer with Earthlink. You know, I mean, what's it competing against? <laughs> oh, my God. It's totally faster than a K-Pro. Dude, you're getting a deal. <laughs> There are multiple Pokedex entries that talk about its brain cells continually multiplying and several that are referencing its brain continuing to grow. Okay, fine. I get it. They tie in with one another. Yeah, big brain move. How big can its head get? <laughs> there, There is simply no limit. I mean, we were talking about, what was it, Wigglytuff that could just inflate to no end? <laughs> <laughs> just hit it with a bike bump. So now you can I see the, about that. the exact same thing. Just a so gigantic head. If I have like an elderly, I, we we haven't talked about it in a while. This kind of goes back to we talked about this some for like early, uh, especially with the starters. Like, are there elderly Alakazams like <laughs> hanging around the retirement community? And that do they like just look like heads? I was gonna say, are they are they like a bobblehead or like a Funko Pop or something where they just have like these massive heads? Yeah, they just look like blimps. A few of the things did say that it mainly, like, floats. It's like a goat blimp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were a lot of references to it just floating. It doesn't use its body, like, its limbs to stand up anymore because it's just so smart. So it could just keep Which, growing and growing. Yeah, they really doubled down on that aspect for the Mega Alakazam. Yeah, real Einstein over here. Hey, stay tuned for our new segment coming up, Viva La Evolution, because... Uh, we had so much to say about it. We had to start an entirely new segment for these oh, yeah. things. All right. Black and white Pokedex. The spoons clutched in its hands are said to have been created by its psychic powers. All right. Boom. We're, we're, there it is. They're, yeah. 100% they are impossible confirmed. meat spoons. Yeah. Yeah. But. Can't believe it's uh, not steel cells. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Also, Ultra Moon says anything that you eat with a spoon is delicious. Can I just eat the spoon? Well, yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't taste like anything. It's just psychic energy. Oh, but this does lead me to my next uh, point that I wanted to make sure I brought up. Do you know what the natural prey is of Alakazam? Cereal? Close. It's vanillish. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot take credit for that. I saw that scrolling the other day. And it took me, sadly, a bit too long to understand what they were trying to say. And would you like your vanilla in a cup or a cone? <laughs> Can you get... Why do they not have some sort of variant of vanilla in a uh, in, in a cup form? Or a cup form. All right, save it, save it for the vanilla episode. Oh, but speaking of black and white, I do think that that sprite was, like, my favorite of them when I was looking at the sprites. This thing made a really good 3D transfer. Somehow it actually did. It looks really cool 3D. It looks good. All right, I have one last question for Alex. Actually, no, I, would, I do want to say the Japanese name is Fudin, yeah. which I really wish... They say that it's kind of like a bastardization of Harry Houdini. And I, I'm sure there's some stuff that's lost in translation, but I'm really... Why is it not Foodini? It also made me think of fighting Foodons, which I know I've told you about off pod, but you didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
Uh, did you happen to see the German name? Oh, careful. We just talked about some uh, Nazi rune. Oh, here we one. go. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> so the German name is Simsala, which is just based on a different magical phrase, Simsala Bim. So I couldn't remember which culture uses this, but I thought it was interesting that the Germans felt the need to just use a different magical phrase. This must have more Maybe it significance to them. Like, they don't have abracadabra alakazam. Yeah, like, what the hell is that? You mean simsalabim. I have uh, one last question for alakazam. Really a deep philosophical question here. Uh, which came first? The alakazam spoon or the human spoon? Whoa. You think that they, <laughs> show, you think that they showed humans what spoons are? They're like this. I call this a spoon. I use it for magic powers. You guys could probably do something stupid with it. All right. They say that it makes everything taste great. So, like, did a trainer pick up uh, an Alakazam spoon? Like, they were designed specifically for, you know, reflecting the brainwaves. Yeah, he's like, I use this for magic stuff. He's like, I don't actually, like, Yeah, and a trainer or, like, somebody just found one, and they were like, oh, dude, I could totally eat my Lucky Charms with this thing. (laughs) I could put stuff in my mouth with this. One bite, and they're like, this tastes amazing, and they may have thought it tastes amazing because it's a spoon, but really, it's because it's a Alakazam spoon, and everybody's just kind of, like, chasing that dragon. I'm sure that Alakazam had spoons before people had spoons. He gifted us the spoons. (laughs) <laughs> Praise be Alakazam <laughs> for making cereal a possibility in our lives. <laughs> Let's talk about some cards and then we'll get into the family as a whole. So we got no GX for this thing because of the lawsuit, but we did get some EX and some V and uh, none well, of them are No that. lawsuit on this guy for whatever reason. For whatever yeah, reason, did, Alakazam is in the clear. Yeah, but we couldn't have the GX because they would have had to evolve. Yeah, that's true. We couldn't do anything with it, but... Well, why don't you go ahead, uh, any specific cards you want to talk about oh i'm gonna go as basic as can be because the base set is still one of my favorite cards of all time so good it's so good it is i actually when i was at the beach i got a one of those you know base set two whatever they called it from back in the day got one of those for a pretty good price because it was like a damaged one and i don't really care i'm just looking at the picture and the hollow any other cards you want to talk about i know i have one. let me find it first well, i got one dark alakazam uh, from the Team Rocket set. If you look at it, especially the non-hollow one, uh, I really want somebody to Photoshop instead of a spoon. I wish it was a microphone because it looks like it's doing karaoke. <laughs> oh, because it looks like it's about to sing like a really uh, sultry slow jam. I'm thinking like a really powerful ballad. It just yeah, it reminds me of like yeah, the SpongeBob where they're gonna play the. Uh, you know the stadium, and he's like, "In the winner takes all." You know, it's kind of, kind of <laughs> yeah. that vibe. It's dark. Alakazam is ready for the bubble bowl. All right, here's here's a card I got. Uh, Crystal Guardians. First of all, that card is one hundred fifty dollars. But Alakazam Star. I guess this was kind of the beginning of Prism Stars. I just thought it was cool that this is a shiny version. It's it has its purple armor. Uh, but I have to bring up Sabrina's Alakazam. Not so much for the art. The art is cool. But it has the most insane pokey power from back in the day that I've ever seen. Uh, it says it always has the copy of every attack that your psychic Pokemon have. That's the original uh, Mew three. Yes, exactly. That's and crazy I think even uh, I think then. Mew V or Mew V Max can do that now too. Also, a quick note: Sky Ridge is terrifying. Yeah, they took the <laughs> they took the base set kind of look and they made him like unhinged. All right, Reddit's favorite poll. Abra 120. 
Kadabra, 157. This is another one where people just really don't like the middle evolutions. The, the basics and the stage twos are always the most memorable. Alakazam, 31. I would, I would definitely say that this is high up there for me. It's not tippy-top favorite, but it's definitely up there as a really good one. So for the family, I mean, this is just completely overpowered in Gen 1 typing and stats wise so obviously if you can get one this was insane for your team for me personally there was another one that i would go with to kind of fill this role instead who i will leave a mystery for now because it's my favorite Ooh, all right i mean it, it's insanely powerful and also it's still worth the payoff to evolve this this is one of those that is always worth it to trade into that stage two and have it so there's a lot of sleep references for this family it's almost like an underlying theme and I'm wondering if they're trying to go for, like, uh, something that, in looking at all these Pokedex entries and coming back to after all these years, I'm wondering if they're trying to go for this, like, unconscious mind kind of thing. Abra sleeps 18 hours a day, talks with the alpha waves, which are impacted by your sleep and your wake cycles and the occipital lobe, and there's a lot of references to it still having its abilities for especially for the first two while it's asleep and it's just i know they didn't get specific into any lore stuff but i really felt like this one was kind of trying to appeal to that subconscious mind like really get you into psychic pokes by talking about the subconscious mind and mind abilities that we might not even be aware of. Oh, yeah. It, I think that they are referencing just that this is something like you might see in a dream. I talked about this at the top of the podcast, how uh, for me, this is just goes back to any fantasy realm, though. I always end up liking the typing where it's like otherworldly. It's odd. It's the magic type, kind of that grab bag of the strange typing and this is psychic is doing that for sure psychic is probably the weirdest type of of pokemon so you mentioned it's like something out of a dream for this poke getting into the design for the family as a whole i i heard one time and i don't know if this is truly valid or not but everything you've ever seen in your dreams you have to have seen it or at least elements oh, yeah. of it. You I've can, definitely like, heard that, and there are a few different dream theories, but but yeah, I, I've heard that, that you have to have experienced it or seen it. You can think of faces, but they're an amalgamation of faces that you've seen, or you can think of... Yeah, your of, brain just puts together things it knows. It's like correct. how you can't die in a dream because you don't, you never experienced it. That's kind of how I feel about the design of this poke. Like, it has a lot of these references to the unconscious mind and sleeping and stuff like that, and it really made me think about, like, what's in your subconscious, and I think that the design language speaks to that a lot. And we talked about this a little bit of every element of this poke is something that you could find in the real world. You know, it has these qualities of foxes. It has the tail of a squirrel or beanbag. It has the face that kind of looks like <laughs> the a tail camel of a beanbag. <laughs> or a, uh, a goat. Even the hands and the feet, they're vaguely human, but vaguely bird-like. They have this kind of claw quality to them. And there's like monkey limbs at times, stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's really everything... why I can't put my finger on it. On what it what it looks like. That's just it. Everything feels like something that you would see in a dream, but in that I concept of it's from elements that your brain would recognize and you've seen in the real world. And 
this is not my favorite poke. I would not put this as like a top five or anything like that. I like it a lot, but but yeah, it's not it's not a favorite favorite. Despite it not being a favorite, I think this family might be the best or at least one of the best designs of all of Gen 1. I think it perfectly speaks to that otherworldly thing while taking elements of what we know. There's a great progression between the different pokes. There isn't too big of a jump. There's decent changes. But above all, I think this is like the height of design language. It's now we've completely made the jump at this point away from real world animals. And it's taken these elements and put us into this fantasy world from a design standpoint. I think this might be like one of the best. Well, it's definitely a really good point that you bring up. And I do think it's spot on in that I'm thinking about what makes these Pokemon good so far design wise. And a lot of what we said is good is it's usually a mix of two different elements. One of those that we like is fantasy with something real world. But this almost is like Pokemon special sauce where they have actually gone beyond that. Finally, where this sure it's based off of something real, but it's also not based off of something real at all. Right. And it's almost speaking to that, like unknown element in us. Yeah. For sure. I think that's going to wrap it up. I think that's as good a note as any to uh, end the uh, family discussion on. Keep those spoons nearby, because coming (laughs) up, it's a new segment, Viva La Evolution. It's time for a new segment, Viva La Evolution. Basically, we've seen bonus forms for every stage two that we've seen so far. So in this segment, uh, we decided to make it a new one. We are going to discuss all temporary transformations from Megas to G-Max and anything else Pokemon might come up with. First up, I mean, we've we've missed a few because we've just kind of talked about them in our segments, but... I feel like this will give us a chance to uh, not rush through as much. Yeah, we wanted and- to spend some time on this, and Mega Pidgeot kind of sucks, so who cares, you know? Whoa. <laughs> Easy no, there. I'm, oh, I'm messing around. I think Mega Alakazam was wrong. <laughs> See, I knew we would have differing opinions on, on Mega okay. Alakazam. <laughs> All right, perfect. So I like to compare, uh, I'm going to use my second uh, Star Wars analogy of the day just to really double down on that. The Mega Evolutions for me tend to feel like the Star Wars special editions of the Pokemon universe yeah. where uh, I'm just kind of sitting there going like, okay, I guess. This is the thing. I don't, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. But Megas are generally, like, mad lame. I didn't mean to bring up Pidgeot. I just happened to remember <laughs> it had a Mega. So I don't actually have anything against Mega Pidgeot. It's more Megas in general. They're just kind of lame. So, But why, like, I know we're going to talk about this uh, as we do more Viva La Evolutions. Uh, I always want to pronounce it Evolutions. I was going to, but <laughs> I don't know. Why... Why does this not work where a lot of Gigantamaxes work? Oh, I think that this one does work. This one works for me. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I like Mega tell me, Alakazam. Tell me why it works, and I'll tell you why I think it doesn't. How about yes. that? That, so that? That's what I figured. Well, so first of all, I think that Megas in general should just take whatever the concept originally was and just push it a little bit further. Oh, my God. I am, literally have the exact same argument for why they shouldn't have done it. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's just what I thought that Megas wanted to do. I think that G-Max does it better but I feel like that's what Mega wanted to do. For me, I, I mean, I, I guess I just like wizard stuff. And I think that's what it comes down to is I just like that Mega Alakazam just kind of has like a beard now. He looks much more magical. He almost looks kind of cool, symmetrical, you know, and he's got the 
spoons above his head, but I feel like they just made him look much more powerful now compared to how he looked before. He looks kind of like an old wizard, old and powerful. So for me, if we were kind of going to Alakazam's original kind of look, I feel like if their intention was just to take it a step further, I feel that we did take it a step further. I'm going to use the exact same argument to say why I don't like it. It, it, (laughs) I know it it sounds weird, but I think that when you say you're more of like a fantasy person, I think I would consider myself more like a sci-fi person. I don't like the fantasy elements of stuff as much. I think what Pokemon thought was the biggest appeal of Alakazam was the humanoid shape of it and the humanoid elements. When yes. I think what really worked best about this poke was that concept that I was talking about of using all of those animal elements and using things that are familiar with nature and putting them into a new context, which makes it feel more alien. And unfortunately, I think that, I mean, I agree with you. I really think they doubled down on like the humanoid and the wizard aspects of it for the evolution. It's spoons, beards, robes, throw the human things at it, where for me... I really liked that it was the mysterious, it was like an alien animal kind of thing. And I think that doubling down with the humanoid went the opposite direction from what I would normally have done with it. And I think it also takes away from the original feeling of Alakazam. All right. Every episode of Viva La Evolution, we're going to wrap it up with the same three questions. First... Name Omega you like more. Omega I like more is Mega Beedrill. It's sick. It's just really cool. It's definitely <laughs> taking uh, Beedrill to its next level, which is just more murderous than it was before. All right, fair enough. Omega you like less. So this is what I was going to say is that, unfortunately, there's a ton of Megas that I like less. So I just kind of picked one and it's Mega Garchomp. And it's just because I already hated Garchomp. And they, <laughs> yeah, made, yeah. It, they made it just like, they're like, what if we took too much and added more? I was going to say it's the opposite. They had Alakazam's a poke you liked and they added more and the other one's a poke you hated and they added more. And they added more. And finally, a rating. Now, I do think our ratings gonna, are going to differ. I give this 7 out of 10 spoons. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. This is, unfortunately, one of the better Mega Evolutions for me. And again, I'm, I think that that says more about what Megas are to me. I love how different this ended up. <laughs> I I thought that this would be the case. Omega I like more. Mega Gyarados. Damn, I, I was really hoping you'd say Mega Garchomp so this could just be a full <laughs> no, contrast. No, no. <laughs> I think Mega Gyarados is a spectacular Gen 1 design that they really kept the design language of. I do like Mega Gyarados, but that that is the thing that detracts me from Megas is I don't want just more they're like oh you like Gyarados here's some more Gyarados I'll give you that one you like I'm saying the- I, I do like Mega Gyarados for me the, I probably like I probably like Mega Gyarados as much as Alakazam I'd probably hey, put I them- respect that though the idea of if you're gonna have the changes at least make them yeah I'm like do do it. something that yeah that's all I'm saying Omega evolution I like less Mega Barack Obama snow <laughs> I feel like I kind of liked that one <laughs> <laughs> just because it looks really weird <laughs> it's ridiculous I really like they regular made it into like a pine code monster like just a full snow. circle I really like regular Obama snow and I love like kind of the natural animal language of it while being also still kind of like a mythical snow monster and I feel like they also completely forgot the original 
spirit of Obama Snow even more so than they did with Alakazam. And finally, to wrap it up, I'm going to give this one two out of ten oh spoons. Oh, my God. Oh. This is one of, uh, uh, real quick, this is, this family is one of the best designs. Again, yeah, so, still so not one of my favorites. you feel that they tried to ruin it with, uh, with the Mega? Yeah, I think that this design, or this family, like, it really sets the design tone for all of Gen 1, and I feel like when they came back to do the Mega, they focused on all the wrong things. thought it was a slap in the face. <laughs> I, I take personal offense to all of your goddamn spoons. <laughs> well, I like the wizard with the floating five spoons. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for episode 27, where we talked about Abra, Cadabra, and Alakazam. And I feel like something magical should happen after I say that. Well, you said the magic words, so I'll say some magic words. Please go follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Check us out on both of those channels. Uh, leave us a comment with a hypothetical, and uh, we'll send you a sticker and use your hypothetical on the show. We love fan feedback, and we love hearing from you guys. All right, that's going to do it. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.